Welcome, Abutted Haters, to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head-to-head, armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is disputed. All right. It's good to be back, man. Yes, and it's good to be fourth as well. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, and I'll do mine, and then we'll kind of go from there. Well, all right, then. All right, then. Hey, nerds. I'm Damon, father of two, husband one, a.k.a. the serial killer. I'm talking about all the serials. I'm talking about tricks. I'm talking about Captain Crunch. I'm talking about Flash Gordon. You may know me from such podcasts as Demond Does, uh, Different World Pod, Ten Phony Punches, and In the Stacks, The Library Podcast. And my co-host is not a serial killer, but he is a he is a lady killer. <laughs> well, that's what Go they, ahead. That's what they tell me. Welcome back, Adjudicators. I'm Dean. Uh, if you've ever listened to a podcast, it's quite quite likely we've crossed paths because uh, I am the face behind the Podscure Podcast Network, home to Disputed, this one here. How are you now? The Letter Kenny Podcast and uh, the, the Boondocks Podcast, Podscure Podcast, and our bar audio. Like Hannibal, I am always hungry for more. So... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, last, uh, last week, but last episode, uh, where we did, uh, spike versus Cassidy, uh, was a great Yo. episode. Uh, awesome. And Tim, uh, big shout outs to them. They did a great job. However, however, uh, Cassidy, thanks to awesome blew the doors off of spike. Uh, Tim, you put up an amazing fight, but it's just hard to beat Cassidy. We love you both and help to have you back in future episodes, but Cassidy with 86% of the vote. I mean, just I was not expecting Cassidy <laughs> to wash Spike like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. There's lots of folks who uh, love the Whedon verse and therefore love Spike. And I mean, not not that Whedon doesn't have his problems uh, <laughs> as of late, uh, or noticed at, noticed as of late. I will say we're but, separating the art from the artist. Very uh, true. The artist is a douchebag. Very very <laughs> true. Yes yes yes. Ah oh, man, so. Allegedly. But uh, (laughs) tonight's episode is going to be awesome, uh, I think, as well. Uh, And I'm real. I've been I've been really kind of psyched for this because, yeah. Well, well, let's you know let's introduce our guest, shall we? So let's go ahead and bring him on onto the stream here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start off, and I will introduce our first guest. Our first advocate today hails from Portland, Oregon a place for known for having per capita the most strip clubs in the United States, if not the world. Uh, A filmmaker and co-host of the Shocking Details podcast, our first advocate spent 25 years working in a zoo. Not drastically different from filmmaking and podcasting, though. Uh, Calling him Vincent is fine. Vinny, not so much, but give it up for Caldoni. Love you. Ah, uh, Caldoni, man, how are you? It's good to uh, good to see you in person here. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. So, uh, Caldoni, you who are you advocating for this evening, and why? And what do you bring to the table? Well, so I'm going to be advocating for Big Bed Dexter Morgan, uh, which I mean, just you know, full disclosure here, I'm a pretty big Hannibal fan, so. You know, it's kind of, I kind of want just both teams to have fun, but <laughs> I do think that, uh, that, uh, there's something about Dexter that, that kind of, 
you know, in a, in a competition is really going to, is going to win. Cause I think Dexter is by far a more grounded, realistic, and then most importantly, methodical serial killer than the showy, flashy, spooky, Halloweeny <laughs> Hannibal, who's really kind of, if you get down to it, paper thin. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, so we're, we're the, not opening statements yet, but that's a, that's a good start. <laughs> so, it's, all, it's all right. It's all right. So, uh, yeah, th- I think that's great. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody, you know, if, if you're a fan of any of the serial killer genre of movies, Hannibal is, you know, he's up there. So, oh, he's great. Yeah. He really is great. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to pass those up. They've been some great, great movies. So, and, and the TV show was great as well. So it really was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Damon, if, uh, when you are ready, sir. Our next advocate for the evening is from Charlotte, North Carolina, where at one point he dug graves for a living. He's now podcasting over at Strangeful Things and Cast Rock Historical Society podcast. There are no other names this advocate goes by, and why would you when your name is Acadia Einstein? Wow. That's 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 the best intro I've ever had yeah. in my life. I kind of retroactively want you to go back and be at my wedding. Uh, I am I am thrilled to be here and I am also um thrilled to know that my my counterpart tonight is I'm originally from Portland, Maine, and it's nice to work with somebody from the baby Portland. Um, <laughs> Aren't we like twice as big as your Portland? <laughs> yeah, but you're named after us, so you can't <laughs> try get away from it. Um, but I am, uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm glad that I, I typed up when I saw the, the, the post that you guys put out there. Um, I watched a, a lot of movies over the past week. And uh, I am I am really 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 excited to have Hannibal push Dexter's buttons until he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> well, yeah, this should be fun. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. So, uh, this episode brings disputes between two of the most iconic serial killers in all of fiction, who will be going head to head to determine which killer. Would be would best the other. Who are these two psychopaths? You asked. Only two mo- most prolific hunters of the most dangerous game to ever horrify through books and screen. Dexter Morgan versus Hannibal Lecter. So here are the rules, folks. Uh, each contestant will get each advocate will get five minutes for an opening statement, followed by a two minute rebuttal from their opponent. Uh, Demond and I will then ask a question of each of you, uh, for which you will get two minutes to respond. Then you will have uh, two minute closing arguments for each of your uh, for who you're advocating for. We may at some point in time, because we are streaming live, get questions uh, through uh, through tw- uh, Twitter or or YouTube, whatever. We may bring those up for you to answer. Uh, we may not. Uh, now, timing. Uh, it, you can bank your time. So let's say you only use four minutes for your opening statement. You, and you want to uh, need three minutes for a rebuttal later, you can bank that one extra minute. So, uh, and Demond and I both have the uh, the the ability to uh, extend time for another 30 seconds. Any questions before we begin? 
Ready? No. No? All right. <laughs> so, Caldoni, uh, you will be our first uh, advocate up. Um, so I will go ahead and let's, let me do this real quick. Uh, and then I will hit the five-minute timer, uh, and I will, I will give you the high sign when you're uh, a, a minute away. All right? Perfect. All right. Here we go. All right, so here's the thing about Dexter Morgan. Dexter Morgan is a practiced and methodical killer who learned from within, and that makes him unique, right? He learned from a cop how to hunt people, and he works in the forensic fields studying blood spatter as a uh, detective in a relatively high-crime city where he goes after the most you know, awful people that you can find in Miami and, and surrounding areas and places like that. So what I think Dexter has on Hannibal and what makes him a truly interesting character is that he has not just a sense of sadism or whatever, but an extreme amount of meticulousness that he has banked up over years, over literally decades. And at least from what we know in the narrative, because I mean, come on, really, neither of these shows take place in the real world, but at least what we know about Dexter and what we know about Hannibal Lecter is that Dexter doesn't get caught. How many times has Hannibal Lecter been caught? He keeps getting caught by the FBI. He ends up stuck behind a glass wall talking about fava beans. That's never <laughs> happened to Dexter Morgan. He gets away with it. I don't know what's going to happen when they do the TV movie that's coming up uh, and if they do a series revival or whatever, but dude didn't get caught. He ended up getting away with it after even more screen time, I think, if you add it all up, than Hannibal Lecter's ever had. So I think that says to me that he must know what he's doing. We also know that just like Hannibal, when the mood strikes him, he can't hunt other serial killers and has done so really effectively. So I got my money on Dexter. I think he just knows what he's doing. I think he knows how to evade. I think he knows how to protect himself from forensic detection. And I think that if he were faced with another serial killer, such as he was with the character that John Lithgow played in the series, that he would be able to comport himself in such a way that realistically, he would get around whatever psychological tricks Hannibal would have up his sleeve, which if you think about it, is really all Hannibal has. When you get down to it, these aren't superheroes. These are just dudes who like to kill people. And I think that... uh I think Dexter's got the edge because I think he kills a whole lot more people than Hannibal if you count every episode as canon. And he never gets caught for it. As I said, he's so meticulous. I think he'd just go right around Hannibal. And in the end, there'd be some way in which he'd get the better of him. So I'm vote, I'm, I'm full team Dexter on this one. Yield my time, sir. All right. So that's, you got a two, two and a half minutes uh, banked there. So, Woo! uh, Acadia, uh, if you are ready, I will bring you over here and you will have two minutes to rebut and then you will have your five minute opening statement after that. So all right. start with your rebuttal. I knew that the fact that Hannibal got caught was going to come up early and probably often. The <laughs> fact of the matter is, is that Hannibal got caught because Will Graham was an incredible detective. and. Him noticing that book on the shelf and putting all that together was testimony to just how good of a detective he was. Now, did he leave that day with most of his bowels not where they were when he came in? <laughs> yes, but he did catch him. Now, that said, Hannibal Lecter's ability to affect other people did not stop when he was in 
jail. You can ask the nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few other people that you can ask while you're in there. And the fact that he operated for so long prior to him getting captured by uh, Will Graham is sort of testimony to the fact that his sort of ostentatious lifestyle made it seem almost like, well, it couldn't be this guy because he's always around and he always has people in his house and he is, he's hiding in plain sight the opposite way that Dexter does. Um, And uh, I think that his ability to outthink most of the people that he encounters is what sets him apart. He got caught because they sat in a room that had a book in it. If he had gone down to the station, he'd still be walking around right now instead of, instead of Graham going to see him. The rest of it, yes, he is slight, but he is also very, very willing to do things. I'll give you another 30 seconds. That I've never seen Dexter do, and I don't know if Dexter could do. The explosions of rage that come from Hannibal are things that Dexter does not usually deal with because in most cases he's sneaking up behind somebody with a syringe. All right, then. Uh, all right, so if you're ready for your uh, for your opening statement for Hannibal. I am. All right, let's go for it. <clears throat> First principles, as Dr. Hannibal Lecter said to then not yet Agent Starling all those years ago, simplicity. Read Marcus Aurelius. Of each particular thing, ask what is it in itself? What is its nature? <laughs> what does he do, this man who opposes Dr. Lecter, this Dexter Morgan? That's a question Hannibal would ask if he found himself pursued by Dexter. What does he do and what needs does he serve by doing it? Because if there's going to be any meaningful discussion about Dr. Lecter and Mr. Morgan consciously crossing paths, one has to acknowledge that Dexter is hung up on what, whereas Hannibal is obsessed with why, which I believe is a factor. Lecter was given a terrible childhood by author Thomas Harris so that producer Dino De Laurentiis could hold on to his movie franchise, which is really sad. The gist of it is that Hannibal and his baby sister are orphaned in their Lithuanian villa during World War II and held captive by Nazi sympathizers who eventually kill and eat little Misha in front of Hannibal. Don't ask. He escapes and eventually ends up in Paris as a teenager. He kills a racist fishmonger who had insulted his Japanese aunt, and then he hunts down and kills all the Lithuanian Nazi collaborators who murdered and cannibalized his little sister. Seems like he just kills bad guys. That's weird. Oh, and one of those bad guys told Hannibal that he himself ate some of his little sister that winter, a bon mot that is just too on the nose for my taste. Uh, I don't relate this to engender sympathy for Hannibal. He did not become a killer because he ate his own sister. He was a killer who happened to unwillingly and accidentally eat his own sister. He himself said, nothing happened to me, Agent Starling. I happened. You can't reduce me to a set of influences. You've given up good and evil for behaviorism. You've got everybody in moral dignity pants. Nothing is ever anybody's fault. Lecter understands himself, even if others do not. Special Agent Crawford once complained he was, 
quote, waist deep in inaccessible patient evaluations of Dr. Lecker, and they're all different. And in the summary was noted, his IQ was not measurable by any means known to man. Which brings me to the tale of the tape. Lecter's intelligence is unfathomable. He was accepted into Johns Hopkins at the age of 16. He became an emergency room surgeon and later opens a private psychiatric pra uh, practice, even though he said it was puerile. He has a photographic memory and an extraordinary ability to keep information in his memory palace. Physically, he is a slight man, but deceptively strong. He was once given sodium pentothal by authorities to get him to reveal information, and he gave them a recipe for dip. He has <laughs> hyperosmia, an enhanced sense of smell, which allowed him to identify the brand of perfume that Starling wore the day before, even through the holes in the plexiglass. It implies that he actually could smell what Miggs said he smelled, but his good manners led him to say he couldn't. And let's not forget what he did to multiple MIGs that very night using his own voice. For the most part, Lecter kills the rude, and he kills threats. Dexter is not rude, but he is a threat. And since the burden of Harry's code forces Dexter to make sure he has the right person, he would inevitably interact with Lecter. And when that door opens, within 15 minutes, I feel Hannibal would find Dexter's soft spot. Tell me about your father. Dexter has a dark passenger. Lecter is always at the wheel. Dexter has a code, as does Hannibal, but Dexter has real-world worries that the Doctor does not. In one of the Dexter books, Dexter brilliantly advises Aster and Cody at the aquarium that in order to blend in, they have to not look like a barracuda. They have to look like all the other fish. Hannibal does the opposite. He's engaging, charming, happy to educate and entertain. Could Dexter see through it? He is very smart. But given that he wanted to learn so much from Trinity, I find it much more likely that he would be pulled into Lecter's orbit, transfixed. I asked at the beginning, what is its nature? What does Dexter do? Dexter obeys. He is a very dangerous dog who is very well trained, answering to the specter of Harry at all times. Hannibal Lecter is as dangerous a dog, but completely unfettered. That freedom and his knowledge of what Dexter is and why would allow him to get the drop on young Master Morgan, despite his preparations. And at that point, Dexter's best chance would be that Handable finds him interesting enough to let go. Very good, very good. And you're right at Damn. the right at the time. So that was yeah. impressive. Yeah, <laughs> very good, very good. So very impressed. Yeah. Uh, so Caldona, you ready for your uh, your rebuttal? Yeah. All right. So let's <laughs> two minutes and go. Well. Uh, first of all, let me say to Katie how impressed I was by that. That was five exact minutes. Um, <laughs> my rebuttal would be pretty simple, which is that, uh, you know, and I basically said this in the beginning, he works from the inside. But the other thing is, is that Hannibal Lecter's intelligence is his sole weapon. Yeah, he's kind of strong. I guess he's got hypersenses. I didn't really know that part, honestly. But um, if we go by the biography you laid out, Dexter, who was born in the 1970s, is fighting a 90-year-old man. And as we age, <laughs> as we age, our senses dull. Our wits become less quick. And one of the things we see about Dexter, which I think is actually what makes Dexter a good show, is that he progresses. Dexter is learning. So maybe there's a universe where everything you said is right if Hannibal meets an 18-year-old Dexter. 
But if we go closer to the end of the series where Dexter has bested Trinity, bested the icebox killer, defied the police, turned people to his side who have come and got him, we see somebody who's not just sort of a, a dog, as you put it, a well-trained dog, but is actually pretty capable of doing similar manipulations to Hannibal, but is a lot younger, a lot stronger, and has at least equal um, knowledge when it comes to the act of killing and seems to have actually accomplished this more times over by practicing so many times on people who he felt needed to die, or at least Harry trained him to think needed to die. And that makes him, I think, probably able to mentally prepare himself to understand in advance that Hannibal is going to come at him with all of that psychology and all of that manipulation. And if there's one thing we know about Dexter, if there's just the one thing that we know, aside from the fact that he's a serial killer, is that there's kind of a wall between him and the world. And I could really see Dexter being able just to snap back and become that passive individual. I'll give you a little bit more time if you need. Yeah, that's about it. I could see him being able to put a wall up between himself and Hannibal. That's it. Right on, right on. All right. Very well, very well. Uh, man, those are those are some great arguments. I mean, on both sides. It's, I mean, you know, and going into this, I will say that uh, <laughs> people that I've showed this to have been like, man, I don't know what to say. I mean, there are people who don't know Dexter that well and automatically just because Hannibal, I think Hannibal's probably a little bit more well-known. He's been around a lot longer, right. uh, media-wise anyway. Uh, I don't know how long the books have been out, but uh, for Dexter. But um, yeah, it's uh, I have people who who love them both and say, "Man, I just can't decide on this." So, yeah, uh, yeah. Demond, you you have any uh, you have any questions for Caldon? I I do. Uh, this is my uh, yeah. So do you do you think? Wait a minute. Let me make sure. Yeah. Say Hannibal gets the drop on on uh, Dexter. Do you think Hannibal? Hannibal Lecter would find Dexter interesting. And if he, if he would, if you think he would, why? I do think he'd find him interesting. Um, I think he'd find him to be a fascinating character in terms of he, he would want to cut into that, that moral rectitude that Harry instilled in Dexter from a young age, which for Dexter, which is, I think what makes for me anyway, what makes me interested in Dexter is it's, it's watery. It's just a compulsion. For, for Dexter. And I think that I could see the way I see this going down is I think Hannibal, like if I'm writing an episode of, of Dexter where Dexter kills Hannibal, the way I see it going down is that um, Hannibal thinks he's going to find some there, there. He thinks he's going to get inside him, inside his mind. And honestly, one of the things that I think made people feel disappointed about Dexter as it ended is that the character set up from the beginning to just not, not really have a lot underneath. He is what he is when you see him in that plastic suit and not a lot more. And I think that would terrify Hannibal Lecter and may even reverse the plan that we saw where Hannibal is trying to break Dexter down. But when he finds that this is a man with almost no trace of self-awareness and consciousness, only just the littlest bits of it that we see throughout the series, I think Hannibal might experience horror and anxiety at that. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know, uh, so uh, actually my wife has popped in a couple of questions and then I'm, I'm hey. going to, I'm going to, uh, so this first one, um, uh, let's see, uh, I'm, this one, this, this one will be for Acadia. So right. 
If Lecter's sister had survived and turned into a serial killer, a la the ice cream killer, ice truck killer, uh, would Lecter have helped or stopped her? I believe that with the exception of his parents and his aunt, if I'm, I'm going to take the first movie as canon because I, I have to deal with Hannibal rising just like um, Dexter has to deal with being a lumberjack. So that being <laughs> canon, we are, I, I believe the only people that he ever well, can actually, I, you off? I, I think I need to concede. I think you just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think he only loved his parents, his sister, his aunt, and in a strange way that wasn't real love, but as close as he could get at his apex, Clarice Starling. Those are the only people that I think he actually had genuine affection for. The rest, he had more than scientific interest. I don't believe he would ever, ever, ever try to stop his sister from doing anything because I don't think he ever believed that what he was doing was wrong. And because what he was doing was fine. The fact that his sister was following in his footsteps would be something he would probably nurture. Hmm. Uh-huh. And, and she has another question. I think this kind of goes for, would go to both of you. Uh, so, but I'll go to Caledonia first with this. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, oh, wrong one. There we go. You know, that was the right one. Sorry. Would Dexter be fascinated by the serial killer who killed rude people? Cause I feel they would be friends. What, what's your opinion on that? Dexter, I think it would depend on the Dexter timeline. Dexter and friends throughout the course of the show is not the kind of oil and water. Um, You know, him and Trinity kind of have a back and forth. There's, um, I'm spacing on the guy's name, but the politician that he befriends, uh, you know. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Schmitz, I, you know, <laughs> but um, that works. You know, I don't think that he really makes friends. I think he would. I think he would be more interested in in taking this guy out, which is kind of depressing. Yeah. I think that'd be a good Dexter storyline, but I do think that's how it happens. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I'll give you a second, uh, Katie, in a second here. Um, I think that you know it'll be. I think it would kind of be similar to his relationship with Arthur. Um, yeah. Um, in the end, I think, but I think <laughs> Dexter has his code, and I think he 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 would revert back to the code. I think it would depend mm-hmm. also upon the the situation. But so, uh, Acadia, what's your what are your thoughts? I I am drawn to uh, the the Trinity season where the show should have ended. Um, <laughs> I I would quibble with uh, the fact that um, it, you would said that that Dexter bested. Uh, Trinity, I would say that that mm. Rita may have a little something something to say about that <laughs> if she had any blood left in her body. That said, I think that um, I think Lecter would want to be able to mentor Dexter, and that mm. Dexter would see in Hannibal everything that he has worked so hard to be. And yet it's effortless because the fact is, is that Dexter is trying, Dexter tries really, really hard to blend in with stuff and just be a regular guy. And here's this other dude having lavish dinner parties and serving people, people and (laughs) getting away with it. I think that Dexter would be able to extend his reach if he learned from Hannibal that said, 
I also think that there is a, a big piece of it that Dexter would be able to let Hannibal slide except for like the nurse's face and <laughs> you know a few of the other things because Lecter is is controlled but he's not always 100% controlled and when when that rage mm. comes over him he there was no reason for him to kill the pickpocket in Rome there was I mean in Florence there was no reason he could have just not let him pickpocket him the killing was unnecessary and for that reason, I think that Dexter would be drawn to it, but I don't think at the end he would be able to do it. Yeah, I yeah, I th I, I think that would be a very interesting relationship if yeah. if it was. I uh, now, and like it was said, Dexter has had probably four times the number of kills at least <laughs> than, than Hannibal, um, and and has never been caught. True. Uh, now, granted, you know you're talking about Miami, Florida, Florida where DeSantis is the governor and uh, is not mo known for making the best decisions. But uh, sorry, sorry, it throw. would be easier to catch him because nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna let Hannibal, gonna let just gonna let Hannibal die of COVID. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I, I think that. I mean, because, you know, Dexter, we also know, I mean, right up right the very beginning when Dokes approaches Dexter, I mean, that he, he talks about how smart, even though he hates Dexter, mm -hmm. he talks about how smart, I mean, he dropped out of medical school where he was top of his class so he could just become a blood spatter analyst. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, there's, uh, that's just, <laughs> my wife was coming in again. Hannibal would not, deny, wouldn't deny the science. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with your wife. I, I actually, I actually think Dexter would be walking up behind guys with uh, syringes full of Rona. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I do think that initially it probably might be a bit like uh, how how Arthur and Dexter started, yeah. where there was there was a bit of a of some camaraderie going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you're That's talking what I'm about. Saying. I think it kind of depends on the timeline. Yeah. Like well, where also, does Hannibal meet Dexter? Yeah. And you're also talking about two psychopaths. So mm -hmm. you, you never know how that's going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, so you have any more questions to bond? Uh, yes, I do. Right. Um, could Dexter, I, whoever wants to answer. Could Dexter have been as prolific as Hannibal Lecter had he not had Harry? Harry was the guy. Harry was his dad. Yeah, is that right? His, his adopted father. His, yes, right. Uh, would um, had he had he not shown up? Had they not had him in his life? Would Dexter have been as prolific as Hannibal Lecter? Well, I'll 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 leave that off and say I I genuinely don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Dexter has manipulated the legal system, the way the police work, as well as the fields of medical science to be a more prolific serial killer. He couldn't know what he knows the way he knows it if he hadn't had help from Harry. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say that while I think he would have been a serial killer, I think that's at least in the lore of the show. I'm not even trying to get into like real psychology, right. but uh, <laughs> in the lore of the show, I think he would have been a serial killer. How many people would have he actually been able to murder? Eh, probably not as many as we see on the show Dexter yeah. or even really <laughs> not that close. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. I think that the, that what the, the code that he lives by has what 
is what has allowed him to progress to the point that he has progressed. Mm. And had he not had the car, well, look at it this way. If Harry hadn't been the way Harry was, he would have sent him to jail, like from the jump for the cat stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's so, so I think it's, it's, you can't separate the two. Mm. And I don't think anybody would ever want to because the, the, the brilliance of Dexter, the beauty of Dexter is that he has the, instruction manual for lack of a better term mm -hmm. for how to do this yeah 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 all right anything else to mind before we get to our closing arguments closing I, statements i do not i <laughs> i do not this has been great all right so uh acadia you will uh give your uh closing statement if you would uh, in right. two minutes so we have covered a lot of ground and I have a hearty respect for Dexter and I did coming in. Um, I still think that he would not, and we're going to, I'm going to assume prime on prime because just like, you know, okay. De young Dexter fighting old Hannibal. If Hannibal never went to Miami, Dexter would never find him because he was on his own little version of the Hellmouth where everything happened <laughs> and he never had to go anywhere. <laughs> so nice reference to Buffy from last time. The, <laughs> the, the sequence of events, with the exception, with the notable exception of Trinity, and that's why I find that so fascinating, mm -hmm. he always was looking for people that had already been caught. Now, Hannibal, after he got caught and escaped, gave himself plastic surgery. He cut off his second middle finger on his left hand that they never showed in the movies, but that he had in the book. He had it amputated so that nobody would realize that hey, it's the six-fingered man who also killed indigo montoya's father um <laughs> now would he be sort of easy to spot because his eyes are maroon and his teeth are tiny and he files them down probably <laughs> but he travels the world and dexter is kind of a homebody mm -hmm. and uh, he's going about his stuff and Dexter, and nobody is going to tell me by any stretch of the imagination, that Dexter was not moving towards empathy. He cared about Rita. He cared about her kids. He grew and grew and grew to realize that Dexter, as opposed to the dark passenger, had more chance to actually be a person than he thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Hannibal would be able to exploit. The other thing that has to be brought up, I think, from my standpoint, is that a huge amount of Dexter's day-to-day... -day I'll give you a couple more seconds. ...was involved in Three's Company style, oh, crap, I said I was going to be here, and now I have to be there, and how is anybody going to believe I'm at the recital when I'm murdering someone? So... Hannibal didn't have to worry about all that because if Hannibal said he wasn't going, people would be like, well, I guess we're just not going to have the thing done. <laughs> <laughs> Might be your best point yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Caldoni, you ready? Absolutely. All right. Two minutes. So uh, my, my rebuttal to that would be, would, it would be simply that you're right. Uh, Dexter does grow. He finds empathy. He finds himself being attracted to the life of a normal human being. And we see that throughout the course of the show and being generous to some of the lamer elements of a show that ran a lot of seasons and a lot of airtime. 
I would say that while those scenes can get tedious, they do demonstrate how Dexter shows growth as a person and integrates himself. So while I do understand the idea that that might be something Hannibal could exploit, I also think that might be the thing that Dexter really has over Hannibal. That's the thing that would motivate him to learn about a person like Hannibal, figure out how best how best to best him. Mm-hmm. And I think he could do that. I think the strides we see him make over all those seasons show that he is a person who, in addition to having talents, has curiosities about the human condition, about how people interact, about how to do things. And we see those things constantly challenged by able-bodied criminals, the ice truck killer, uh, Trinity, the, the Walter, all these different circumstances come in. So if you're talking prime Dexter, I think he's a man who's learned and grown. And I would love to see, and I think I can picture it in my mind, Dexter being to ste- being able to step up and take on that final challenge of looking at someone who's almost a mirror image of him and being able to move past it and take him out. In fact, I would love to see the final episode of Dexter be him taking Hannibal Lecter down. <laughs> and so would most people i think yeah, that would be most, except for dino de laurentis i would love to see i mean whether that's a i would have to be a movie i think or Hopefully. it could be even a two-parter <laughs> so uh the set yeah the setup and the takeout so however that goes <laughs> so yeah I, I yeah I, I would i would totally watch that um so uh oh, yeah, yeah there we go so i'm out of time yeah so uh, now that the dispute has ended, uh, it's time to go settle things. So everybody out there who is watching or is listening, you're going to go to HTTPS disputedpod.com slash Dexter V Hannibal and vote. And uh, Acadia, uh, Caldoni, you both can vote as well. Uh, oh, good. You're not excluded from this. Uh, <laughs> it's just like if you were president, you could vote for yourself. So, uh, so there's that. So yeah, everybody disputedpod.com slash Dexter V Hannibal and uh, and put your vote there um also if you want uh, if you're looking for anything where we are uh, disputedpod.com slash links uh and we also have merch which is disputedpod.com slash merch uh demand would you like to uh recap what we got going on here yes i would we had uh the two premier serial killers and compared them and you've got a meticulous you got the meticulousness of dexter versus the explosions of rage from hannibal you've got you know the what versus the why and you know the dark passenger versus free choice and we had callbacks yeah (laughs) that's what i'm talking about how cool is that and this is probably and to be honest this has probably been the best uh, debate back and forth that I think we've had so far. Both, uh, oh, both yeah. you guys came prepared, and yeah. you know, you did your thing, and you came out swinging. And there were there were shots taken. This was, <laughs> I, I, I say it every week, but this show gets get it get it gets better and better. You guys were fantastic, and I am uh, just I feel like uh, Tiara, like I'm not sure who to vote for. Usually, I know. As soon as the show's over, but today I'm going to sit and think about it and probably listen to it again. And, you know, just, uh, I, you can't be wrong with either one to be honest. No. It's one of the few yeah, that we've been, uh, we've been able to say yeah. that you guys. Were I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any wrong answer there. So, uh, so, uh, Caldonia, since, uh, you were our first guest here, could you, uh, give us all your information about where people can find you, what, <laughs> what you do, all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm the host of the Shocking Details podcast, and uh, you can find that by just Googling it. Uh, we have a website, <laughs> shockingdetailspodcast.com. Uh, uh, sorry, the shockingdetails.com. Uh, I don't know the Facebook URL, but we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, and you're welcome to join our social media. Actually, I, I, I garden it. I, I keep a tight lock <laughs> on it. So it's actually a pretty good social media site instead of a trash fire. Um, and then, of course, I'm also a filmmaker. If you just go on to amazon.com, I think anywhere in the world right now, and look up contactee or my name, Vincent Caldoni, it'll pop up and you can watch uh, my recent film. It's about UFO abduction and um, knees getting broken. Oh, it's fun. Um, and psychology. <laughs> See, it's if you're a Hannibal fan, it's got a uh, dubious <laughs> psychiatrist. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's me. That's what I'm all about. Um, and please check out my podcast, Shocking Details. Beautiful. Acadia. I am a Vincent Caldoni fan. Um, <laughs> like, as of as of now, um, I want to thank you, Vincent, for, for everything you did. Um, because yeah, like this, this was really, really amazing. And I'm going to take one, if I can take 30 seconds, even my Twitter is at Acadia, much to the chagrin of the national park, because I <laughs> got in early. Um, you can just, if you, if you need me, find me there. It's, and you can go to strangefulthings.com or crhistorical.com. One is true crime, cryptids, all that goofy oh, cool. stuff. And then the other one is, is more horror based, but everybody has to vote. But what I wish would happen is I don't know if any of you remember in the 90s when Marvel and DC crossed over. Yes. So you remember Batman and Captain America fought through the entire thing. Neither of them (laughs) won. And then while they were fighting, they were figuring out what to do. And at the end of it, they solved everything. I kind of wish that's what would happen with Dexter and Hannibal and that they would go off into the sunset and, and be happy ever. After. I think the, pun- I think the Punisher is going to show up and shoot them both. He's just going to put one talk a bullet. He's, yeah. He's, he's got that 50 cal from a mile away. <laughs> I'll take, I think the Punisher would take Dexter out. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. He's taken out the entire Marvel universe. So yeah. And he has no superpowers. Yeah, that's going to be it. That would be, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so we don't have yet uh, our, our next episode lined up yet. Uh, we, we, we're, we're working on it. Uh, we've got a couple of things that we're working on. One is Spawn versus John Constantine. Uh, the other one is uh, Sam Winchester versus Dean Winchester. We're also looking at uh, Shorzy versus Wayne from Letterkenny. So Yo. we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> We got a lot of stuff yeah, on deck, so that. yeah, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Letterkenny fan, so. Uh, <laughs> How is that gonna be? Uh, so that's yeah, the, no fight. <laughs> <laughs> it should be fun. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah. Anyway, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have that all that information for you here shortly. Uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, head out there, Demond? I do not go vote and make sure you, um, yeah, go vote and follow us on Twitter. And by the way, after you vote, make sure you go to the Apple, to the um, podcast cha- uh, catcher. Is that what they're called? The podcast catcher. Podcatcher, yeah. Yeah. Aggregator, whatever you want to call it. Those things that he just <laughs> said. Uh, go to those. Go where, what, however many stars you can give. Go to the maximum and then leave a review. <laughs> 
Uh, Cause that, you know, that so more people can say, Oh, well, a lot of people are watching disputed. We probably should there check this out. And uh, so we can grow this thing. We can have a whole bunch of people uh, giving, giving more, uh, asking you guys more questions. And especially as prepared as these gentlemen were. Now, like, yeah. it, I just feel the bar has been set. Yes. <laughs> and it is high. <laughs> as high as a giraffe's ass right now. So <laughs> as high as my wife out, out, out in the other room. So, <laughs> uh anyway so yeah that that'll be it anyway uh so until next time i'm damon i'm dean and remember everything everything is disputed. disputed thank you so much for joining us today we hope you enjoyed the episode and that you will go vote for your winner we give a huge huge thanks to our guests and their advocacy for their characters And finally, we'd like to thank the artists who created the music that helps make our show so great. We've got Hard Fight by Tajirajis, Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. You can find all of them on freemusicarchive.org. Thanks.